What's up, Survivors? Thanks for coming and linking up with us in the park this week. But, you know, if you're new here, this is Destination 180, the horror movie podcast taking you on a ride. I'm AJ. And I'm Janae. And continuing our theme of Spring on the Remake, we're about to take a 3D ride to hell, y'all. My bloody Valentine. I heard Harry Warden is back, y'all. So they say. So we actually already reviewed my buggy valentine we reviewed the original yeah but you know since this is spring on the remake we are reviewing the 3d version right y'all can go back and listen to that older episode i think we did that one like in february yes february for love is in the scare oh that was such a sweet time Yeah. They never felt like so long ago. Jeez. That was flying. Yeah. So how did you first come across My Bloody Valentine? Okay, y'all know I always got a story, y'all. I made this one quick. (laughs) So I definitely saw this one in theaters. And it's kind of a similar story to last week with Evil Dead. I knew it was a remake, but I hadn't seen the original. Despite them, you know, they re-released the original when this one came out. And it was like a collector's edition, rah, rah, rah. But, you know, I'm in high school. Who was about to buy a DVD? It wasn't me. But anyway, I do remember liking the movie. But to be fair... Like I said at the beginning of the story, I was in high school. So when I was watching it in the theater, I was not fully paying attention because I was occupied with other things. But um, <laughs> I don't know if I ever said this before, but later after the movie came out, my mom works at Walgreens. So she would always bring home random DVDs because for some reason Walgreens started selling CDs and DVDs. Do you remember that? Like they still do now, but like it was just weird when they started doing it. She would bring home these DVDs or whatever. And the DVD she brought home was the movie we're talking about and it had the 3D glasses. So let me tell you something, I was super hyped. Cause I'm like, oh, this is about to be cool. Cause we had a super huge TV downstairs. I'm like, all right, it gotta be decent. It was not. <laughs> It was not. <laughs> oh man, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, it's fine. I played myself. You can laugh. <laughs> so I hadn't seen um, the 2009 version of my Bloody Valentine. I remember. No, we got to watch this time. together. Yes, we did, y'all. Before before I let Johnny start, I felt like such a proud mom. <laughs> Cause we watched this together and I'm just like, cause I, okay. I know we try to keep it non-spoilery, but I'm watching her watch the movie knowing what happens at the end. And I'm trying not to be too obvious and I'm giving her little eyes and stuff and, you know, and then she's picking up on stuff that happened in the original. I was like. <laughs> oh yeah, I liked the original. The original was the original. I liked it. It was cute. I was just cracking up because I felt like one of those dance moms, but it's like horror moms. <laughs> That's how I felt. But go ahead, girl. I'm sorry. <laughs> so I never saw the remake, and I remember uh, watching the trailer because you know there was a lot of movie trailers in high school, and I was really right. watching TV all day, every day. Okay. Um, but the issue for me, I wanted to see the movie. My problem was it was in 3D. And it's not like, oh, you know how some people are like, oh, horror movies in 3D, who wants to do that? I didn't care that it was a horror movie in 3D. Uh-huh. 3D movies in general just give me migraines. Uh-huh. Like, do you remember Shark Boy and Love Girl? Yeah, I love that. was a time. That was, <laughs> right. You had to be there. If right. If you were not there, sorry about it. 
So I saw Shock Boy and Lava Girl in 3D, and this was the first time I ever got a migraine watching a 3D movie. And then after that, I just couldn't watch them. Like, I would have to take the, the glasses off and all that, too. Because I think at one point, wasn't the the Johnny Depp version of Willy Wonka, wasn't that in 3D, too? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So even in that one, I had to keep taking off my with the glasses because I was getting a migraine. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. I even think about people who, like, wear glasses. Like, you know, they either have to put the 3D glasses over their glasses or take their glasses off. And then at that point, they just can't see anything. So it's just like, is it even worth it? Yeah. It's like, it's a cool, it's a cool cash grab concept. Because I mean, some movies do it well. But, you know, even when we watched this movie, when we got into the beginning, we were like, oof. Yeah, the crazy (laughs) thing about it is that just by looking at the opening, how the movie starts off Mm -hmm. with how they designed it and you Mm -hmm. can tell that it was specifically made for 3d i already knew just by watching that on the screen how i was feeling a little bit dizzy just by watching it i already knew that i was probably gonna have a migraine if i had saw it in 3d i also heard something like and you can help me because you know i'd be half listening to stuff something about this movie was shot this was one of the first movies to be shot in like that ultra 4k so that's why it looks the way it looks so it was shot in 4k but mm-hmm. then they did some type of real i saw it somewhere they did some type of like real d technology or something yeah this was the it. first real d movie yeah so it's like you know you oh yeah 3d with the end so yes it was Disney shot in 4K, mm-hmm. but then it was the first R-rated film to be projected in real D right. to have a wild wide release in um, 3D enabled theaters. So that's when they had like those black glasses versus the little right. one red, one blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was that. I missed out on that um, that wave when it happened. So damn, I'm sorry. Cause Shark Boy and Lava Girl was lit. Missy Elliott. It was. Have you I seen? I love Shark oh, Boy. Oh well, I'm not gonna say have you seen because obviously, but girl, Missy Elliott's video, Ching Ching, that was lit. Girl, I was in my living room trying to watch that video in 3D. <laughs> oh my god. Because it was like for that video, you had to go find 3D glasses, but it was like at the time. 3D was such a craze. It was like, you can literally, you know, people were Everything taking them 3D was glasses 3D. home. Yeah, because then you would have like your cereal boxes that had 3D mm-hmm. stuff on it. That was pop tarts yes. boxes. Yes. Like everything. Get was these 3D. glasses to take them to the movies. Like, yeah, it was, it was a whole thing. <laughs> really so was. the crazy thing though, the mm-hmm. the red and blue glasses didn't bother me. It was when really? they had went to the black ones with that real D. Yeah. That's when it started bothering me. Because I remember, I think that Shark Boy and Lava Girl had the black glasses. I think they did too. I know. Okay, wait. Spy Kids 3D might have been one of the last. Okay, no, 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 no. And see, Spy I Kids saw Spy 3D Kids 3D. And one of the last things I had with the 3D glasses, like you said. Yeah, or like, like you're I about to say, but you know what movie I have that has red and green glasses? Um, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, the 3D one. I have that one downstairs, and it has like the red and blue glasses. I should try to watch it and see what happened. Yeah, the red really and blue. Nothing. Yep, the red and blue glasses. Those didn't bother me. As once they switched to the black glasses, that's when I started being. My you mind. know what I really hated? 
people who took the glasses home from the theaters and punched the lenses out and just wore the frame? <sighs> I don't mind you taking the 3D glasses home because you know, <laughs> like, I, I like to take things home too. I like souvenirs. But yeah, yeah. no, you took it to a next level. <laughs> like you're just, just stop. Why would you do that? <laughs> so <laughs> my bloody Valentine 3D was directed by Patrick Lassier, produced by Jack Murray, and the screenplay was written by Todd Farmer and Jane Smith. Zane, ooh, Zane Smith, sorry, Zane. <laughs> um, Todd Farmer actually had a part in this movie, which was interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> interesting. Okay, um, sir, we'll get to there. <laughs> yeah. So the story is by Stephen Miller, and of course, it's based on the original My Bloody Valentine by John Beard. The cast, we have my baby daddy, Jensen Ackles. He is Tom Hanniger. Girl, I mean, well, we talked about this last week. I ain't going to get on you today. I'll wait. Whatever. That's what <laughs> we have Chris Carnell as the minor, um, Jamie King as Sarah Mercer Palmer. You know, Her- she was in White Chicks. Yes. I kept staring at her when we was watching the movie. Like, I know her. She you was horribly for dancing. The life. <laughs> oh, don't go on her. She was, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> we have Kerr Smith as Sheriff Axel Palmer, Betsy Rue as Irene, Megan Boone as Megan, and then you have a bunch of other people. Did I? So, yeah, and then we can't forget that, you know, Kerr Smith plays Carter in the first Final Destination. You know, in the park, we always lift up Final Destination royalty here. And Tom Atkins, whole royalty, Halloween 3, and everything else. Shout out to Carter. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, girl, so you know your boy Jensen. First of all, okay, you know, I'm going to get this out the way. Hello, 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 hello. Oh, girl, you ain't even let me get it out. No, Jensen, slander. Well, I'm about to say this. I'm about to say this. And you're just going to have to take it, sis. I'm sorry. It's real light. But I'm just going to say, it's two things. I'm just going to say, first of all, he was in Supernatural this entire movie, okay? He was. More on that later. But, you know... Okay, now, I've never seen an episode of Supernatural, but it's I so love pop it. culture. I have watched every single episode. I cried <laughs> on this series finale. I was in here boo-hoo balling, and my mom FaceTimed me, and she was like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, it's Supernatural, it's the finale. And she was like, what? I was over here crying, my eyes out. I have watched Supernatural for start to finish. Jensen Ackles and Jared Padalecki, I love you both. I will stand for you forever, okay? (laughs) Well, speaking of, I was going to say, you know, Homeboy plays Clay in In the remake of Friday the 13th. Thank you. I couldn't get out. Yes, but I'm not going to stunt. I really enjoy that remake, Survivors. I don't know how y'all out there feel about it, but I really, really like that one. Jonna, you've seen that one. No, I did not see the remake. Well, I'm not spoiling anything for you, but what I will say, because honestly, I have not seen every single Friday the 13th movie. I tried to watch them in tandem over the quarantine, and I felt like my brain was spilling out of my ear. Respectfully, sorry, Jason fans out there. But what I like about the remake is that it takes all the best things about Jason, in my opinion, and puts them all in one movie. And I like when movies do that. And you guys, you survivors out there, don't try to come in my head and say, well, the Nightmare on Elm Street remake did that. No, baby, that would, no, no. 
don't ever try to come at me arguing about that movie because you will get slayed. But back to <laughs> honestly, you know, you but you are right about the whole supernatural thing being in his supernatural bag because when Girl, I went just back, like yeah, when I went back and watched it today <laughs> as I was making my notes, I was like, okay, he uh bombed not bombed but he did really well in the fight scenes because he did a lot of fight scenes of supernatural like those scenes came natural to him and then not only that like there's this one part where he cracks a joke and the joke that he cracks is some stuff that he does with supernatural so i'm like i I can dig it i can dig it you know i love me some dean winchester okay (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna hold that thought for the very end you know i'll wait till we get through there you ready to bounce out to the queue line yeah girl howdy survivors please keep your tips and limbs inside the vehicle and remain seated at all times hang on to your personal belongings especially your minds and spines because this here's a doozy actually you're probably gonna hate me but Uh-oh. i when i was listening to the evil dead episode today because I was driving and I was like, oh, let me catch up. I think I stole your game. You stole my what? I think I stole your game. Okay. You trying to quiz me? <laughs> okay. That's cool because I'll just make up one next week. <laughs> because it is so basically the game is which is better, horror originals or their remakes. And as I looked at these, I know. Oh, that you want me to choose violence. Oh, girl, I'm ready. Yeah, cause cause, I got some hot takes. I don't know what's on this quiz because I didn't look at it. But I, but I looked at I looked at all of the movies, mm-hmm. and if I had took this, I wouldn't have answered half of the questions because I hadn't <laughs> seen probably one or the other. So yeah. it's like this wouldn't work for me. It works better for you. <laughs> I take that. I take that. I just I ain't survivors. So look, I don't know what she about to tell me, but if you want to fight me. Come fight me on our Instagram page because I get all the time, baby. I work from home. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. So the first one, we have Piranha 1978 or Piranha 3D, which came out in 2010. Ooh, which one? Which one get? Um, I think it's the original that I like more. And just by looking at the the art that they have, I'm not here for the way this piranha looks in the, the 2010 version. I think it's the original that I like more. I need to look, but I'm not going to waste our time. But I'm going to go with the original because I'm pretty sure that's the one I like more. One and, of them has this scene, but I don't want to spoil it for you. But I think that's the one I like. Oh, okay. So the 1978 version has 53% of the people voting for it. Do it as you should. All right. <laughs> the next one, which is what we're doing are we doing this one next week? The stepfather? No, we're not doing oh. that one next week. But <laughs> it's on the list for April. We have <laughs> The Hills Have Eyes in 1977 and The Hills Have Eyes in 2006. Ooh, I haven't seen either. That was the one I haven't seen. Oh, wait, you haven't seen? Uh, no, I haven't seen that one. Yeah, remember last week when we were talking about which ones we hadn't seen yet? That was the one that we were going to experience together for the first time because I haven't seen either. Okay, I just so, know about it. You know what's funny? I've seen the remake of The Hill Have I. So yeah. since I haven't seen the original, I'm well, just gonna I'm gonna say it's Wes Craven, so let's do the original. 
because <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't. So I'm gonna click on the original just to see who, um, like what the people voted for. Okay. And the people voted for the 2006 version okay. of The Hills Have Eyes. Oh, that makes me excited. Cause now I'm gonna watch both of them. So the next one is It, 1990 or It Chapter Ooh. One, 2017. This is chapter one? Yes, chapter okay, one. Okay, just chapter one is definitely the remake. It's definitely the remake. And 72% of the population said that they choose that one as well. <laughs> yeah, that, that remake did what it was supposed to do. Now, when we get to two, oof, So let me go ahead and make a note to add that to my list. So one second, because I haven't seen either. All right, I told, did I tell y'all last week that me and Clowns don't really? Yeah. <laughs> so the next one is Child's Play 1988 <gasps> or 2019. Ooh. Ooh. Ew, and I'm looking at the pictures of the two, and I already prefer the original. The... Wow. Well, it just, okay. So I'm saying I'm not from the way that you. he looks, the doll. No, looks. I'm not talking about you. I'm just saying, like, for me, because I really do enjoy the remake. It's not anything to do with you, boo-boo. I'm just devastated because I I'm always like going to choose. the way choose. the doll looks in this picture. But see. He looks creepy. Seen, you seen the remake? No. The remake is not bad. I get why people feel the way we they feel, and I say that all the time, but I'm going to go with the original, but the remake is not bad. I have to say that. Yeah, I saw it, and me and my mom had the same, not saw it, but saw the trailer for it. Right. And me and my mom had, like, the same sentiment. We're like, eh, eh. But yeah, I remember in the Bride of Chucky episode, your mom was like, they making another one? Yeah. So wait, I missed it. I'm sorry, which one did you choose? The original. The original. Yeah. And with a whopping 87%, <laughs> you are. Yeah, nobody, nobody, I know so little people that actually like the remake. Like, Survivors, do any of you like the remake? Like, am I alone? Like, wow. <laughs> but no, I had, I was, I wasn't going to turn my back on the original. No, I was not going to do that. <laughs> so, Okay. Now we have Halloween 1978 and Halloween 2007. 2007, that's the Rob Zombie. So yeah, we're going to go with original. And 78% of the population agrees with you. <laughs> now, looking at the mask, because I didn't see the 2007 version. I only saw the 1978. Mm -hmm. Looking at the mask, I am offended. <laughs> the thing, uh, okay, I'll let you experience it. because mm, I'm not feeling that mask. <laughs> All right, so we have Fright Night 85 and Fright Night 2011. Another one that I know but have not seen, but I know Christopher Randon is in the first one, so I'm going to go with the first one. And I also heard that the remake has crap PPCGI, and you know I hate that. So the original. Well, looking at the two pictures that they chose for the screen grabs for this quiz, mm -hmm. I can see the CGI um for the let remake. me guess let me tell you like how often i've just and then i might be wrong is the remake a photo of a guy standing there with his mouth open with yeah. teeth screaming yes yeah. see 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 and it looks <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like i haven't seen it yet but yeah just original me please so here is where you're in the minority 53 percent of the people like the new fright night and only 47 Ooh. like the original well, I guess I'm going to have to find out what that'd be like one day. Not now, but. 
it's like you know uh, we always talk about our list because you know i have a list of movies that i want to watch and see too and i just you know me i be having time so i put them in order and that ain't high on the list not the remake at least (laughs) (laughs) all right so we have pet cemetery 89 and pet cemetery 2019 you already know you already know the original, even though the 2019 version, I feel like they would have did better had they not spoiled it for themselves. They should have let everything just be a complete surprise. And then they probably should have went a little more darker, but the original. So only 48 people wanted the original. 52 went with the remake. I can see why. Like, I have to be very honest. Like, I thought I was mad about the Pet Cemetery remake, but I'm really not. But I, the only thing I would want from it is to be just a tinge darker, just a tinge tinge. Okay. I have to. I did find this. I did find this bomb picture of Ellie that I cannot. Whenever we have like a grayish blue aesthetic, because if y'all notice on our IG page, everything color coded. I can't help it. I'm a Libra. Whenever we get to this color, I found this fire picture of Ellie in church, and I'm just like, why didn't y'all use this in the promotion? Because this picture looks. Good. Okay. I just had to add Pet Cemetery to the list because I just remember I don't think I saw the original one. The original or one. The I, just, I just saw that one for the first time, like 2017, I think. I know I know I saw a lot of movies when I first moved to Maryland because I just didn't have a lot to do. So I just had a lot of time on my hands. So I know I called up on a lot then and I was pleasantly surprised for it to be as old as it is. It definitely got me. Okay. All right. So next up, we have a flashback rewind to last week. Are we going with the original Evil Dead or are we going with the remake? The original. Johnny, I cannot wait for you to watch that original, girl, because I'm going to tell you right now, I was actually scared. I was scared. And it was like, uh, like, and I feel like I watched it in the daytime. Oh, God. The way my little setup is, like, we got the big speakers and all of that. I was by myself, like, yeah, girl. Mm-mm. You know, I be trying to, like, give myself the atmosphere when I watch these movies. I don't. <laughs> so only 43% with, with the original Evil Dead and 57 went with the remake. I can see why. That blood scene at the end, worth it. <laughs> that was a lot of blood. It was. All right. I showed you that picture that we posted on IG of all that blood on the ground. It's so much. It's like literally a pool. I was like, dang. Like, I know we mentioned the fact that that forest was red afterwards, but it really was. All right. That's excessive. But now, <laughs> actually, that's crazy. So which one you picking? The crazies 1973 or the crazies 2010? 2010. I haven't seen either. But, it's a good little quarantine movie to watch. But the um, the general population has gone with the remake. Yeah. It's a cool little tie. As I'm sitting, look, hold on. I'm still adding to my list. Girl, you, <laughs> girl look, you might as well just stop. Because when I, I'm telling you, you got a long <laughs> list. Because I guess even... Next, I'll just tell you guys, next week, I want to start giving John A and you all survivors recommendations. Girl, her list about to be long. We're going to have to start like a Google Doc. <laughs> you guys should send doc. us, um, you guys should send us recommendations on movies you think John A should watch too, because 
you guys know she's our little horror newbie babe so we gotta but you know it's, it's kind of funny because it's like i watch like the staples for the most part right which most people do but yeah. it's it's my point you know i'm um, in the very first episode when we were talking about how we got into horror and i was just like i just got to a point where i was really just watching the same horror movies in rotation i was like i want to know more and that's why really we made this show. And we even talked about it when we talked about the conception of the show. And even when we picked some of our themes, we're like, okay, well, we don't want to do these kind of movies that everybody knows because then what? Yeah. <laughs> I know like during the summer, me and Caleb, which is my little brother, we um, watched The Conjuring in order. Mm-hmm. Kind of like how like Marvel, Marvel movies come out of order. The Conjuring mm-hmm. movies were out of order, so he watched them in order. Right. And that, that was interesting. And he yeah. can't wait for the next one to come out, so. The devil made me do it. Yeah. Yeah. So, the next one is Friday the 13th, 1980, or Friday the 13th, 2009. I just mentioned this earlier, but you know what? Dang, that's hard, because, I mean, the original is the original, but the remake really worked for me. I'm trying to think, was it something in the remake I didn't like? Because, I mean, besides the jerk, but you're not supposed to like him. I'm like, you know what? F it. I'm going to go with the remake because it's cool. <laughs> it's cool. I mean, the original is the original, and it's always going to be that bitch. But, you know, we can let somebody else reign supreme for a second. So 55% with the original. I mean, you know, I figured. I figured that was going <laughs> to happen, but I was going to stand on my two. So now we have Dawn of the Dead 78 or Dawn of the Dead 04. Ooh, okay. I have not seen the original Dawn of the Dead, but I've just like, I've seen so many clips of it, but I have seen the, ori- I mean, the uh, remake. Absolutely adore the remake. So I am going to go with the remake, but the original is coming up in one of our themes soon. I'm not going to say what theme it is, but you guys are going to be pretty shocked at how I worked it up in here. <laughs> or maybe not. You probably won't be shocked, but you know, everything, I'd be thinking everything I do is clever. So, you know, that's on my- You know, it's funny. I don't even know if I've seen, I don't remember if I've seen either. The Dawn of the Dead remake, did like a, once again, my mama brought this DVD home and I remember watching that with her. That opening scene, you never forget that. Like for some reason, I just never forget that little girl's face. And that's all I'm going to say. Yeah, I really don't remember. <laughs> Makai Pfeiffer of Ving Rhames is in it. Makai, Makai, Makai. Maybe I have seen it. I'm trying to think of um, something else happens that's like significant, but it's not really good. And you know, it's funny. So you know how like sometimes you'll start watching a movie because you're like, oh, I've never seen this before. But then you start watching it, you're like, I've seen this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's what I was about to say. You might have seen it because it was like around that time when we was doing that whole mom movie thing. Yeah, I, I... I'm I'm getting old. My my memory is fading. <laughs> I am shocked. Okay. So sixty five percent of the population went with the remake versus the original. <laughs> All right. Oh, so okay. we have we have today's movie. Are we going with the original? Or are we going with the remake? Definitely the original. And y'all, I'm a rip one in this movie. It ain't going to be that serious, but I do got things to say. So definitely the original. <laughs> yeah, I'm going with the original too. 
So 53% went with the original. So then we have Wreck 2007, I guess, record, and then mm-hmm. Quarantine 2008. First and of all. I was confused about this. Only, yeah. And I haven't seen either movie, yeah. but they don't even have the same title. So I was confused as to the so, fact that one's a remake of the other. Yeah, well, one is one's in Spanish. So sometimes what'll happen, you know how... Perfect example, Halloween 3, and this might not be a great example, but a lot of people say like that movie shouldn't have been in the franchise. That literally could have just been called Season of the Witch and went about his business. It didn't need to be a Halloween movie. Or like the Rage Carrie 2, people will say like it didn't need to be a Carrie sequel, but I understand why it is because it has so many similarities to the Carrie lore. So the thing between Wreck and Quarantine is it's a remake. They just kind of like, they they slightly differ. Yeah, they, they slightly differ in a slight little way. They're, I was going to put one of them. No, actually, I think Quarantine is on the list for next month. <laughs> I changed it. So which um, one did you choose? For oh, the I, I guess I didn't choose. <laughs> I just went on the whole tangent. Um, Oh, which one has homegirl? I think it's quarantine. Yeah. Yeah, I think quarantine. Damn, I can't so even remember. So quarantine gets 55%. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I think, yeah. Okay. It okay. You know what I'm talking about then. Next one. We have Last House on the Left, 72. Ooh. Last House on the Left, 09. 72, because, oh, gosh. John A., I'm going to just apologize to you now. Whenever the time comes that we have to watch that movie, I am so sorry. And that's all I'm going to say. Only 34% of the people voted for the original. Girl, because I I can understand, but I'm going to just tell you right now. You know how I say if you're going to do a remake, you're going to do a remake? That remake ain't do what the original did. I'm going to tell you that right now. Okay? (laughs) Okay. Ooh. So now we're coming along to your man. We have Nightmare on Elm Street 84 and Nightmare on Elm Street 2010. And just by looking at the mask that they did in 2010, I am offended for you. And you already know who I'm picking. The original. Right. But do you see this man's face? That is terrible. I don't. it's, It's burnt and etched in my memory. Okay, you know what? To be fair... The original Freddy was scarier. Whatever. Jackie Earl Haley did a good job with what he was given but overall it was not giving so only uh, i'm sorry 86 percent liked the original as they should so we have night of the demons 88 night of the demons 09 the original okay i don't know why i took that pause like that <laughs> <laughs> I think I literally just like looked in the sky and everything. <laughs> so sixty percent went with um the original, and then we have Carrie seventy six and Carrie thirteen. If you tune in weekly, <laughs> <laughs> you already know I'm going with the original. Yep, and sixty six percent with the original. And then we have The Fly, 58, or The Fly, 86. 
okay, so The Fly is one of my movies that I'm saving. And oh my God, I almost had it spoiled. And I, I had to do the craziest thing to get out the room to not hear what happened. So haven't seen it yet. But I, um, the thing about The Fly is the remake is I think the one that everybody associates with more than the original. So I'm gonna go with the remake, but that's the one that I haven't seen yet and I wanna see it. Yeah, and everybody, well, yes. 65% with the remake. Yeah. And so we have another one. I think we're watching this one this month. I Spit in Your Grave. We are not watching that. We're not? <laughs> why oh, heck no. Why did I think we were watching I Spit in Your Grave? We brought it, we brought it up and it's in the, files for remakes but child no i don't know what category i'm gonna put that in but i'm gonna go with the remake because that that 2010 you said 2010 correct and the original is 78 2010 me please i like that spit on your grave i mean i liked it too but it's just like the content it's just like what theme what theme are we gonna put that in sis we gotta figure it out (laughs) 58 percent went with the original yeah, I mean, original was, I could, I could only imagine if a remake was how that looked, I can only imagine what, and I'm, you know what, just like we said earlier, like when you see something, you be like, oh, I did see this, I might have seen the original, but that remake just did something. <laughs> and the last one is The Thing from Another World, 1951, and then The Thing, 1982. 82 me, please. And 84% of the pop went with that. That movie is a time. And that is it for our quiz. That was fun. Just remember, y'all, if y'all get anything to say, since y'all can't say it to my face because of the Rona, (laughs) come say it on IG at D180 Podcast, okay? (laughs) You know what? Come talk to me because... Oh, my God. So are you ready to get on the ride? Yep. (laughs) <laughs> my killer holding me back is she know <laughs> and I'm just like <laughs> get out okay oh, man. I get ready y'all cause we about to take a ride on 2009's My Bloody Valentine exactly what did you see something was following us horrific event this town has ever seen. Authorities are calling this the Valentine's Day Massacre. In the town of Harmony, something unexplainable Hello? is happening. Come here, you better check this out. What is it? This January, Prepare to witness. What do you want? The most frightening 3D motion picture event to tear through the screen. about this trailer this 3d ride to hell 
<laughs> oh god i'm not gonna stunt the part when he's looking out in the theater and like the um his helmet light flashes on the audience it was kind of cool like i'm i'm not going front the trailer made me want to see the movie but again, yeah it was in 3d and mm-hmm. i already explained how me and 3d movies don't match so yeah, I, mean, I can't really. I think the movie did a well. The trailer did a good job of not spoiling the movie. It yeah. just more so hyped you up for seeing it in three D. I agree with that. I was definitely gonna mention that. So, attention survivors, from this point on, spoilers will be dropped. If you'd like to skip to the queue line, please refer to the timestamps below. See you on the other side. As we start this opening scene. They're 3Ding so hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and okay, so we open with the Daily Harmony. And you notice, you know, they changed the name of the town from Valentine's Bluff to Harmony. Yep. Anyway, that's not my point. In the newspaper article, the voiceover is talking about, you know, the accident. This time, the main difference is basically Tom is responsible for the explosion because he didn't bleed the methane lines, you know. Six miners are trapped, and Harry, instead of eating them to survive, he just killed them so he could save air. Okay, that's cool. Whatever. That just seems like it takes up a lot of energy and even more oxygen to kill someone. Exactly. But also, I'm like, I, I, w- I, I was not saying I am, but I was feeling the cannibalism because that made it scary. Because remember in the original, when we like seen that shot of him like screaming at the, he was eating that arm? <laughs> that's like in your head like you see that like yes so after these 3d news reports flash across the scene we're brought to harmony hospital where warden decides he's gonna wake up from this coma that he's been in for a year and murder everybody in the daggone hospital right and then left the victim's heart or well, one of the victim's hearts in a box of chocolates when we were watching this that nurse i'm like sis now first of all you didn't you didn't notice he wasn't in that bed? Yeah. Or even when you walked up, you didn't see someone sitting on that <laughs> bed? And then it really got me because when they came in and showed all the carnage, we both was like, damn! Yeah, it was, a, it, it, it was extra. He went in. Extra. Like, how you just wake up and just choose violence, literally. Okay. On everybody. Everybody had to go. Literally. So while all this is happening, Tom and his girlfriend Sarah and their friends Irene and Axel and other teenagers in the town are partying the mine. But Tom didn't want to go inside the mine, so he making a big deal about that. It pisses me off because I'm gonna bring this back. You know, I can't help it. You know, before they go in that tunnel, when Irene takes that photo of Sarah and Tom over over the pants and <laughs> Girl, I got something to say about that. Ooh, but I couldn't take it. I was like, okay, Michael and Jason, y'all had to be the first ones to go. <laughs> During the part, all the partying, this is where Warden shows up wearing a mining gear and a mask, and mm-hmm. he starts killing people with a pickaxe and a shovel. G- so- girl, girl. <laughs> first of all, it kills me. Did you notice that the first two people he killed were named Michael and Jason? Actually, somebody had mentioned that in like, the <laughs> IMDb. Uh, I was like, notes, and it's like because they keep yelling in each other's names. So Sarah, Irene, and Axel, and doing all this whole killing spree. 
they escape. And of course, in the midst of them escaping, there's some fighting along the way. But they leave my boo Tom behind in the mine with Warden. But also, wait, another thing. Back to Jason, I'm sorry. <laughs> when he walks around the corner, because when he walks around the corner and he's calling Michael, he's like, Michael, you're scaring me. Boy, it is three dead bodies on the ground to your left. And Michael's scaring you? I just thought about that. Like, because I wrote in my notes something about dead bodies and it triggered my memory. But I was like, boy, what? That's why you ran into that plank. (laughs) I mean, shoot. My bad. Movie logic. Okay. Yeah, they left my boo behind mm-hmm. <laughs> in the mine with Warden after Axel's truck takes an axe to the windshield, and that was pretty would probably would have been a very good visual effect in 3D, but mm-hmm. we're not watching it 3D. Oh, so speaking they- of 3D effects, last thing, I'm so sorry, last thing. Can we talk about Brandy's head on the shovel? Oh, yeah, that was... Mm-hmm. And they had, like an actual special effects prosthetic head on set, ready to go. Why did we not use that? (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry, I'm off of it, I'm off of it. So Sheriff Burke arrives and shoots Warden before he can kill the severely traumatized Tom. Mm -hmm. But Warden actually escapes and staggers away deeper into the mine while he's repeatedly being shot at. Them bullets sounded like Looney Tunes sound effects and (laughs) I could not. Pew, pew. So now we fast forward 10 years later and there's a news reporter interviewing Axel. And this is what I was talking about. So first of all, why do we got Axel facing the back like it's a big reveal when he turns around like, oh, it's Axel. He's the sheriff. Like, no. But this is my issue. So the news lady says that Harmony, Pennsylvania is now the Myrtle capital. Baby, first of all, first of all, no, that's not how that works. Murder, to be a murder capital, okay, you got to have murders, plural, not just one large massacre, okay? <laughs> and this is coming from someone who lives in one of the top, actually two of the top five murder capitals currently. <laughs> like, no, baby, that's not how that works. I'm not bragging about it, but that's just not how that works. But anyway, go off. <laughs> And on top of that, and on top of that, they said 22, but James A. Janice counted 15, and I trust him. Oh, my God. (laughs) So Axel, who, the news reporters are interviewing Axel, who's now the town sheriff, we see. Mm -hmm. And this whole interview is happening ahead of the massacre. And the news reporter really didn't paint him in a positive light. It made him look like a whole asshole. So we go to the diner, and we find out, okay, he's married to Sarah. They have a child together. But actually, he's cheating on her with his coworker. Well, not his coworker, but Sarah's coworker, Megan. And they turned up to turn out, turn that. And it turns out they're hooking up in Axel's father's rundown cabin, which is disgusting. Girl, first of all, I peeped, and I don't know if I peeped right, but I feel like I peeped it ain't no stairs leading from the ground to the porch. (laughs) And the windows is boarded up. Yeah, it's like, it should be condemned. Like, she points it out. She says, like, can we meet in a hotel? And he's like, well, um, nah, bitch, I'm sheriff, can't do that. But Exactly. So while they in this rundown, beat up, condemned cabin, Megan decides that she won't give Axel a box of chocolates and tell him that she's pregnant. Says she's three months pregnant and she's keeping it. Oh my God. 
I know he was pissed. Cause how y'all gonna be in a sad relationship when you get pregnant, girl? You know that was not the plan. Not in her head. But anyways, <laughs> we see Tom has returned to Harmony in his same old Ford, Bron- Ford Bronco. You was not letting go of this Bronco. You was on his head heavy for this Bronco. Because, first of all, it's been 10 years, and why are you driving the same thing? Oh my God. It's reliable. So we find out his father has died, and the only reason why he's back in Harmony is to sell the mine. Right. Whole time, he missed his dad's funeral, and Ben Foley, who's the mine manager, wasn't here for Tom selling it. Okay. So Tom's like, fuck this shit. He heads to the motel to get a good night rest. And at that same hotel, his old buddy Irene just happens to be screwing a married truck driver named Frank with the blinds open. Now, remember, we brought up Mr. Frank earlier, John A. <laughs> Tell them about Mr. Frank. So Mr. Frank is the writer of this film. But yeah. in this movie, he's a creep and was sneakily recording him and Irene having sex and resorts to treating her like a hooker by throwing money on the bed as he leaves. Like a like, middle finger. I ain't like that. Right. I did not like that. And neither did Irene because she stormed after him naked with a gun in her hand demanding the tapes. You know, what's funny. So in the trailer, you saw that she had like on a red bikini. Mm-hmm. So what happened was they shot this scene different ways, right? Yeah. So initially she was supposed to have a blanket. But, but she couldn't fall in. Yeah. So she was like, okay, well, I'll just do it naked. And girl, you looked good. You looked good. She girl. did. She it. really did. So, <laughs> yeah, she pissed off and she storms after him naked with a gun in her hand, demanding the tapes like any person would. And he, like, eh, fuck you. I'm not interested in you anymore. And then he's like, I know that gun not loaded. So instead of shooting the gun, she throws it at his head. <laughs> Smart. But as soon as he opens the truck door, this is when we get a new masked assailant, and of course, he murders Frank with a pickaxe. So now we have a frantic Irene running naked across the parking lot to go hide from the killer. Okay. So she and running- she started that TikTok challenge. I have to say, she started that TikTok <laughs> challenge running in heels, and yes, it counts because she got wedges on because she's butt naked, so it counts. Unfortunately, the poor motel owner comes in the room and gets killed first. That was unnecessary. Then- yeah, but I feel then so I. Bad. She was just looking for her dog. Just looking for her dog. But then Irene stupidly made a noise and then she got killed next. She was scared. Her green little veins was popping out. She was scared. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so the next day, the cops are investigating the crime and see that the killer took Irene's heart. Of course, Megan comes into work at the grocery store and tells Sarah, yo, there's a murder and that's why I'm late. Girl. And then <laughs> begins to ask has she talked to Axel? But did you notice Girl. that Sarah immediately cut her off and told her to go start the display? Yes, because why is you in my business? <laughs> so when she told her that, she turned around to see Tom standing at her checkout line. And of course, Tom is still in love with her, as he should, because he is so beautiful. Anyways, so Tom is still in love with her. And Sarah's like, nah, you just can't come back after 10 years and just act like nothing happened. So he apologizes and acknowledges the fact that she's married to Axel and then leaves. They said, I'll be moving on. Oh. <laughs> Girl, and then he was mad. He was mad. <sighs> you can't be so, mad. So back at the Palmer residence, Sarah decides to go into her memory box 
and pull out a picture of her and Tom and reminisce on her lost love. Bring that ass here. Y'all already know what I'm finna say. Now, why? Why in the opening scene couldn't y'all just have actual teenagers? If that was supposed to be 97, okay? They, you literally just slap ponytails and put hoodies on people. Like, did, no, no. Okay. And made them wear a jean skirt with the leggings and, and a black bra with a white shirt. <laughs> You was, he was like, dang, these shirts are so see-through. <laughs> it wasn't that. It was like, why, why would you wear a black bra with a white shirt? Why? Why? Anyways. And then it's just like, like I said, that, that picture was clearly not a 10 years difference. Not for y'all. 10 days, maybe. Right. Not no. Y'all already know how I feel about when they do pictures like that. Ugh, no. So Axel interrupts her reminiscing session to let her know that Irene was murdered. So back at the station, camera footage from the scene reveals that the kill well, reveals the killer just as a minor, starting rumors that Harry Warden has returned. And so while viewing the footage, Axel gets a chocolate box containing Irene's heart. He didn't feel that blood. He did. No, I'm talking about the deputy, Deputy Ferris. Oh. When she handed it to him. Girl. So, <laughs> so then we cut to the bar, and the old sheriff um, is denying that Warden is alive. But then Tom shows up at the bar, and this does not make any of the patrons happy. Okay, because that old man fired on him twice. Yep, got punched in the face, blamed him for Warden being back, and then that's when you get another patron that tries to fight him too, but ends up punching a mirror instead. And you come to find out that everyone blames him for the people dying in the mine, even though Warden was the reason. And I didn't understand that, but even... <laughs> this tickled both of us when Tom Atkins started screaming or yelling at everybody. I said, Ooh, first I was of all, like, you gotta stop before you get yourself a heart attack. Okay, because y'all definitely, you know, if somebody yells like that, you definitely upset them. <laughs> like, right. I know he was acting, but for real, for real. But back to what you were saying. Yeah, they, um, I didn't understand why they blamed him, but they yeah, believed okay. that it was revenge because of the fire. I forgot for a second where I was going with that, but I still don't understand. Like, the only thing he's responsible for is the explosion and closing the mine. Yeah, they're like, well, if that didn't happen, then he wouldn't have gone on a killer rampage. <laughs> no, and I'm like, that, and that's, and that's exactly what I was saying. Those, No. Absolutely not, no. Yeah. He just killed people because he just woke up and had a bad day that had nothing to know. Yeah. But y'all left him for dead. He should be mad at y'all. <laughs> <laughs> well, really more of the friends, but no, I just I still don't understand why y'all like besides closing the mind. So mad at him for something before the killing that yeah. Yeah, whatever. So back at the Palmer residence, Sarah catches Axel looking at the sex tape of Irene and Frank at two in the morning. But he decides to turn that bitch around and bring up the fact that Tom is back in town and accuses Tom of being the love of her life after, you know, she left that picture on the dresser. And then 
He also accused Tom for being behind the murder since he's seen in the tape looking in the window. First of all, what was that plastic curtain leading into his office? Maybe they had construction. Maybe. I was just like, what is this? Okay. So being pissed off about the fact that Tom is back, of course, Axel tells her, you know, let me know Tom contacts you again. And But guess what? What? He shows up the next morning behind her as he's opening the store. Tom, not Axel. Dude. Okay. I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) So they go for a walk and he wants to apologize for being gone. And Sarah only wants to berate him for wanting to sell the mine. Y'all left him. He should be the one upset. Exactly. So you know what he does? He goes to the mine to go look for Foley. (laughs) So when he gets to the mine, Ben isn't in an accessible location. Right. So he has to get taken down into the tunnels by the dude who punched the mirror at the bar. Yeah. So while in the tunnel, so while in the tunnel, Tom gets locked inside a utility cage by the new killer. So we think. And Tom has to just sit there in the cage and watch the new killer murder the dude who took him down there. He don't scream. He don't yell. But you know what? You know what? The part where Red takes the pickaxe from the miner, swings it, but the miner catches it with his foot with his foot and kicks it back into Red's head. I said, woo. <laughs> I love good fight choreography. I love it. <laughs> That's a whole job right there. It, it, first of all, I'm like, first of all, you know that um, machine in the gym that you work with your legs? I said, that's all that. No, I'm just kidding. I'm being extra. <laughs> so when help arrives, they um, get Tom out of the cage. Because, well, they have to get Tom out of the cage because it's jammed shut. And of course, being that they already blame Tom for everything, they think Tom is behind it. But he insists that he it wasn't him and that, you know, Henry... Harry, sorry, Harry Warden has returned. So at the hospital, Sarah is dropping off gifts and sees that Tom is getting checked on. Tom is freaking out, insisting that Warden is alive. And of course, Axel walks in and has a pissing contest with Tom over Sarah. First of all, can we talk about this scene for one hot second? Because first of all, how long was he behind that curtain? Because she walked in there because she noticed Tom getting bandaged. So was Axel in there before? (laughs) Just standing there? I don't know. And then when he started going off the mother of my son, who I share a bed with, who Who I have sex with. First of all, first of all, baby. You haven't sex with the whole town. So I know that you're not. And not even (laughs) that. You guys have a son. So I'm pretty, we know you're raw doggy. You didn't exactly. have to, yeah. exactly. And then Foley is right there the whole time. <laughs> just He's just sitting there chilling. Okay, he's just doing this in front of everybody. Right. So in the middle of his rant, he just so happens to reveal that Foley and Sheriff Burke found and killed Warden after the attack 10 years ago, mm-hmm. along with um, Tom's father. But then they covered it up. Mm-hmm. So that's when the group takes a little field trip to the woods where Warden's body was buried, but then they find out that the grave is actually empty. And why was Sarah there? I don't know. She like probably, Tom? Like, she pro- no, she probably like one of the people who, uh, you know that meme? They'd be like, you go just one, go everywhere you go. Yes, and that's how <laughs> I felt. I'm like, just because you're the sheriff's wife, like, I feel like this is official business, in which, you know, she did have something to do with the original murders, but... Girl, 
She doesn't want to be in the mix. Okay. But back at the station, Axel questions Tom on why he's back, which results in another pissing contest over Sarah. And this one didn't end so nicely. So Tom punches Axel, and his colleague let him know that, you know, his alibi checks out, so we got to let him go. He was mad because he was trying to be Mr. Steal Your Girl. (laughs) He wasn't about to go for that. So Tom gets released from his questioning and decides I'm off the track down Warden and stop him. Right. So he goes to the mine to look, but chickens out from actually going inside and of course take some low anxiety pills or whatever. But in the middle of this, he sees something in the woods, searches the woods, and then finds the shack that Axel and Megan have been using for the affair. And did you see that fat ass rat crawling? Girl, you know I did. They were using to have sex. Girl. Ew. Oh, you are, first of all, first of all, because it probably was windows, but it didn't look like it was windows in there. So anything could be living up in there. So that same night, the new killer shows up at Foley's house and kills him. I mean, he definitely fought. I'll give him that, but it wasn't enough. He still died. Hey, the skip. Because <laughs> it's almost like if any of you guys, if any of you survivors have seen The Exorcist 3 and it, that kill... This is like a goofier version of that kill, if you know what I mean. And I loved it. Every time he does it, I try to put sound effects. I think of that TikTok audio to be like, oh my God, wee. <laughs> and the wee is him swinging a pickaxe. I can't. <laughs> I'm going to try to make that. I'm going to try to see if I can make that because I'm going to have a time cracking up. Oh my God. Quarantine needs to end, man. <laughs> So, so the next day, Sarah brings lunch to Axel at the station. And of course, because he can't help himself, he brings up Tom. Like, keep Tom's name out your mouth. Mm-hmm. Just keep, keep it up. So Sarah defends Tom, which of course pisses Axel off. But then in the middle of his whole mad spiel, they get news of Ben's whereabouts. Mm-hmm. So they found Ben Foley hollowed out and left in Warden's grave. And this is when Axel realizes that the killer must be one of the few people aware of the grave. So now he's even more suspicious of Tom and places protective detail on his family. Right. So then that night at the store, Megan knows he ass, wants Girl. to know how Axel ended up... No, I'm sorry. So later at the store, Megan knows he ass, Ask Sarah how she ended up with Axel when she was originally with Tom. I want to know, how is this any of your business, Megan? But then not only that, have the nerve to be like, because, okay, so Sarah's like explaining. And Mm. she says, you know, he was there for me. And then Megan bitch asked my sibling and say, but he's not there for you anymore. Girl, I said, girl, I would have took that detergent and just... It's close in any way. And you the manager. This is your family's shop. So you can really do what you want. Girl. So this is when Killer Bay shows up and attacks Sarah and Megan. Mm-hmm. So there's lots of running and screaming and fighting. They lock themselves in the office and Megan fumbles around trying to open the locked window while the killer is chopping down the door with the pickaxe. Mm-hmm. And then that is, well, he's doing that until he realizes that Megan is actually getting off the window. Yeah. So then he shows up on the other side and snatches her ass out the window. In less than 10 seconds, I was petty and timed it. That <laughs> dude is fast. So then he goes for Sarah and ends up nicking her arm with the axe. But she was able to push the alarm for the police and run off the office, out the office. But I didn't know why the, they didn't do that in the first place. It, I was, was thinking that when I seen it, when I watched it, you know. On a solo watch, because I noticed that button. I was like, hmm, I guess they was panicking. That would have been the first thing I pushed. 
But anyways, when she makes it to the front of the store, Axel shows up Mm -hmm. and they go in the alley and see that Megan is dead and there's a message above her head that says, be mine forever. The same message that was on the card she gave Axel. But when they're putting her in the ambulance, you know, they're having that whole conversation. She lets Axel know, dude, I know you've been cheating. Mm -hmm. Busted. You ain't low. You ain't low. Anyways. Back at the Palmer residence, the nanny is watching Sarah and Axel's son while the police detail is outside of their house. So the killer comes in, kills the nanny, and he goes to kill the son, but the son is nowhere to be found. This is when the former sheriff rolls up and says the killer is in the house. But, sir, how did you know that? I was thinking that. Like, did he get a page? But he's retired. Like. Maybe he has a police scanner. I don't know. And of course, they go to investigate, but the rookie female cop doesn't want to go in the house first. And of course, <laughs> Sheriff pulls a rank and is like, no, yeah, you go, I'm, I'm retired. <laughs> and he stays outside. But this only proves to be the cause of his demise because the minor catches him outside slipping. Bruh. But inside the house, the rookie finds the son and the, how the son popped up from behind the couch was creepy as hell. Okay. But then she also finds the dead nanny in the dryer. Shout out to the original. <laughs> it looks good. I have to say that kill definitely looks great. So Tom calls Sarah at the hospital and convinces her to come with him because, you know, there's something that she has to, well, he has to show her. So she checks herself out of the hospital and goes with Tom. And of course, Axel comes in late as fuck looking for her at the hospital, but she's already gone with the love of her life. The nurse, the nurse was dry snitching and she didn't even know what she was doing. Exactly. Tom Hanniger boy. (laughs) Girl. Girl. So as they're driving, Tom suggests that Axel is the killer. And in the middle of this, Axel calls and urges Sarah to get away from Tom, who he says is the killer. Because whole time, Axel found out that Tom spent the last seven years in a mental institution. So he tells her that but then also tells her that Tom killed the nanny and the old sheriff and went after their son, too. So when she gets off the phone, she tries to lie to Tom, but Tom wasn't going for it. Right. So then she's like, OK, well, take me home. And he ain't going for that either. So Sarah, believing Axel, grabs the wheel and crashes the car before escaping the woods and left my baby screaming in pain on the ground next to the, cr- First of all, the that crash was Bronco. That was just very dangerous because the way that branch came up in there, if he had been an inch to the right. Guys, Johnny's about to drop a spoiler for Supernatural in three, two, ooh. And that's exactly how he died on the series finale of Supernatural. Mm-mm. Not by a tree in the car, but he was impaled by something. Sorry. <laughs> I'm pissed. Anyways, they left my baby screaming in pain on the ground. And anyway. So back to this doting wife, right? So when Axel calls her, she's running through the woods now, and when Axel calls her, she tells him that she crashed the car and ran into the woods. So he tells her to go hide in his dad's cabin. So she decides when she gets in the cabin to barricade herself inside. But then she looks and she sees the box of chocolates with the V-Day note from Megan and the picture of her and Tom inside the box. Mm-hmm. Which so is crazy because she- Tom was going to take her there anyway. So she was about to see all that regardless. Right. So while she's looking for a weapon, she stumbles upon a tower of empty Valentine's boxes in the closet. And that's when the miner appears and chases her into the mine. And she, first of all, girl, you needed to be on high alert. You tried to be dramatic thinking it was Axel and how your back turned to him. See, that's where you messed up. 
but she got out though. So yeah, he chased her into the mine, and then of course she runs through the bathhouse, like in the original, where all the miners' clothes were falling down around her. First. Yeah, I loved it. So she's hiding in the mine when Axel arrives and grabs his gun, and then Tom shows up. So now she's holding them both of them at gunpoint as they accuse each other of being the killer. How are you having a pissing contest when y'all got a gun put at the boy for y'all? <laughs> so <laughs> it was a, it was so heated. <laughs> like it makes no sense. So this is where Tom fucked up. He mentions the way that Megan was killed, and this is when Sarah finds out that you actually are the killer because I didn't tell you none of this. So. Right. You did it. So that's when Sarah points the gun at him. And as the gun is pointing at him, Tom is hallucinating, thinking that he's seeing Warden. But he's not. So this is when you find out that it's actually Tom's split personality. And you get a flashback showing him digging up the mining gear and committing all the murders. And how he did it. I was digging that part, the reveal not like the reveal, like, oh, it was Tom, but just the parts where he was like taking off his mask. Yep. My poor boy. Everything was cool. Crazy. So, this is where we have your final struggle where Sarah shoots Tom and the bullet strikes a full tank, fuel tank, which explodes. Oh, yeah. In the middle of the struggle, Axel gets stabbed, but he should have died. Anyways, Sarah mm-hmm. and Axel are rescued from the resulting cave-in. Of course, Axel's naive ass says that Tom died, but he didn't. Instead, he murdered the rescue worker who found him and then lift off, limped off into the sunrise in the worker's gear, as he should have. First of all, he couldn't wait till he was a little bit further away from the site. At that point, it wasn't nobody time paying attention to him. They really wasn't, but no. But they thought he was dead. But that is the end of my bloody Valentine 3D. I'm just going to tell you how I feel about this movie. I liked it, but I didn't like it. I only liked it because of my boo. (laughs) Honestly. Like, like at the end of the movie, I was really like, okay. Okay, so going back to the original, I wish that Axel was the killer only because I love Tom and it would have mm-hmm. made a better plot twist. Yeah. If Axel was the killer. I agree. Uh, because it was pointing to Axel. Cause like how convenient is it that the person that you had an affair with who is now pregnant died. It's cute. Yeah. And it's the same message that was in the card. How mm-hmm. convenient. Right. So it made sense that it, it like all the signs were pointing to it being Axel and I wish it was Axel. And I mean, I, even on top of that, when you think about this, because I wrote this in my notes too about the twist that it should have been Axel. If it was going to be Harry, I just don't believe like the setup for it, you know, but you could continue. I'll go more into it later. Yeah, I never thought it was Harry. Like, mm-hmm. I never thought it was Harry. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that they should have made two versions. They should have made a 3D version um, for, of course, the movies, but they should have made a t- 2D version as well, like most 3D movies do. They make a version to be shown in theaters, but then they also make a version to be shown at home, except for Spy Kids 3D. I think Spy Kids 3D, they still they gave 3D glasses with the, um, the DVD pack. 
The DVD has an option that you can watch it without the 3D, but of course, you know, you still, are you talking about like the motions and stuff, like me pointing stuff at the camera? Because the yeah, DVD the has a 2D, the DVD has a 2D option. Yeah, this- I just, but I'm saying like, because it's on, like for your streaming services, I watch this on HBO Max. And so it's like, if you're watching on HBO Max, who just has 3D glasses around so you can watch something you didn't think that was too okay wait i think i'm confused because wasn't that 2d format because i'm trying to figure out if you're saying like when 3d movies make a separate version should they not be like throwing things at the camera that we know is obviously this was meant to be seen in 3d are you saying that yeah oh okay 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 i thought you were saying like they should literally give a 2D version. I'm like, that is a 2D version. <laughs> no, I'm saying that they should give a version where, like, it's not overly dramatic as far as throwing things at the camera because it's like you're doing all this stuff, like, especially, like, the opening scene with the news, the 3D uh, news reel or whatever. Mm-hmm. You can tell a lot of that was purely made to be 3D. Right. So it didn't look right how it is now on the screen. And, like, a lot of, like, the pickaxe being thrown into the the windshield and all that stuff, I feel like there should have been, like, a 2D version that didn't have all of that extra stuff. Because it, it would have had the same effect, honestly. I understand what you're saying now. For me, you know, I did. So watching the movie now, it didn't have the same effect for me as it probably would have had I watched it in the movie theaters with the 3D glasses. And so because of that, like because it was so overdone for 3D, you can tell that some of the effects were so fake. That was the CGI. That too. <laughs> like, right. I mean, oh, you right, because the um, Tom Atkins kill irritates me so much because when I seen the prosthetic for it and how it looked and how it detached from the mouth and even the way that his scene is shot, like physically shot, it upsets me that they chose to make that piece CGI. And I know it was so it'll look better flying towards the camera in 3D, but like you said, it doesn't look good, you know, watching it in the 2D version. Cause even even when Tom, and I'm gonna call Tom, whenever I say Tom, hi, AJ here, I'm talking about Tom Atkins. I'm not gonna call him Sheriff Burke. That legend's name is Tom Atkins. So um, when he dies and he falls over the fence, and even when Frank gets the pickaxe in his head and they die, it looks like a Grand Theft Auto kill. Like the way they fall, it looks like it's just supposed to say wasted across the screen. Like it just looks crazy. Like the, I mean, I could just go ahead and go on with my thoughts because the way this whole thing is shot and filmed for me, and this is just because this aesthetic isn't my bag. If this is your bag, Survivors, or anybody out there, like, you know, that's cool. But the whole CW, this movie felt like an extended CW special to me. Like, the long holds on people's, the long holds on people's faces before fading to black or cross-fading into the next scene. I ain't like none of that. Like, I couldn't get into most of the characters. Or, no, I'm not even going to be nice. I couldn't get into any of the characters, except Tom Atkins, but I'm, I'm being a little biased here. But um, Officer Martin, 
Rosa, they had nothing to do in this movie, but just be here. Like, in my honest opinion, I feel that maybe Megan, instead of being Sarah's co-worker, she should have been the nanny. Because that just would have even made that situation even more heightened. Because now you're cheating with a nanny and she pregnant. And yeah. that kill just would have been like, you know, because, you know, obviously adding Megan to the plot gave you an extra kill because I feel like y'all just put Rosa in there for an extra kill. Y'all just could have gave that to Megan. Yeah, I didn't, um, I didn't like the acting of the movie. Like, I didn't like, uh, what's her face? Um, Sarah's acting. I think I said this before, mm. but I didn't like Sarah's acting. Yeah, I didn't really like her too much in this movie. It was like everybody's acting. It really felt like I was watching an extended TV show. Or even like in the original, it felt like I was watching Friends. In the show, then we were talking about how silly those random scenes would be, like when they're running to the cars or when they're entering the party and all of that. But it kind of made the movie have a little more charm. Like, we kind of got into the people a little bit. Like, Howard was annoying as fuck pulling all of his tricks, but you know, you got to know him from the original. And this one, it's like everybody is just like two ply toilet paper, one ply <laughs> toilet paper. Like, ugh. Yeah. The first time you watch this movie, or at least for me, as we talked about it earlier, I was iffy on who the killer actually was. Because honestly, it should have just been Harry Warden, because that would have been badass if it wasn't Tom or Axel. And it really was Harry. And he was going off on you hoes. Because he could have been a new slasher. Like, we need a new slasher. I mean, he's an old slasher, but I'm talking about as far as like rehashing one and building somebody up. That could have been a cool little franchise for y'all to do if it really was him well i mean sanders though tom actually lived to see another day they could get away with making another movie mm-hmm. but i agree harry warden because now if he miraculously died like you said he died mm-hmm. so but you know because you say that and i forgot to mention this at the end before um you know when he starts hallucinating and axel was like Harry, you living inside Tom? And then Tom looks over. Oh, yes, I am. Or whatever he says. They gloss right over that. So was Harry up in there? You know what I'm saying? But if they wanted to do that for a sequel, like you said, because Tom did live. It's a possibility. Because I, you know what? This takes me to my next note because I do mention that. I said that I, I don't like the part when Red gets killed down in the mine. And Tom is clear because, you know, he's locked in the gate. It's so obvious that Tom is the killer because they have these moments when him and Harry mirror each other. But see, what I would have done for that part, and if you're not familiar with this movie, it's okay, or any of my survivors, but if any of you guys are, I would have took the A Nightmare on Elm Street 2 approach to it. And what that movie, that movie kind of delves into possession. I'll just leave it there because I want you to see it. And, um... Freddie kind of plays. Yeah, you probably have with the with Jesse. He's the only boy. I don't remember the characters, but I oh. remember. <laughs> yeah, I remember the the premise of the movie when you said that it was possession. I remember. Yeah, so Freddie basically takes over his over, body. Yeah, those people through him, but they literally could have did that here. Like Harry really could have been possessing him from the grave, you know. And that could be something that they explore in the next one. Because even one. when they died, I mean, not they, 
in the very beginning when they were shooting at Harry in the grave and he knocked over that beam and it almost misses uh, Tom? Like, what if it had to hit him and they both was in the hospital and I don't know, that's how the possession happened. I don't know. I'm just making up stuff. There'll be some <laughs> behind her eyes type stuff. Off yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I want to see that. I haven't seen that. That's on my list. It's good. You should watch it. Oh, I got something. We'll worry about it next week, guy. (laughs) So I gave the movie a 71. I I mean, not 71. My bad. I gave it a 70. I did too. I gave it the same thing because I was just like, I don't definitely don't like it more than the original. And as much as I love when a remake does not just regurgitate what I've seen already, because I will give it to this one. It gave us a different perspective. It still paid homage to the original, but it just fell short in a lot of places. IMDb gave this movie a 5.4 out of 10, and then Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 61%. Mm, this is about where we see it. That's it. <laughs> you want to go to the souvenir shop? Girl, yeah, let's bounce. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Because I got another gripe, and I can't believe I almost sat here today. <laughs> Why? Two things. Why did they not continue the cool little Valentines? Oh, yeah. Because even Irene, in her little scene, she brings up, like, the lore of Valentine's Day and talking about where Valentine cards even came from. Like, I really missed that. I wish they would have done that here. And also, why did they not use the song, The Ballad of Harry Warden, from the original? Because I really like that. It's a banger. Wow. I'm going to play it on this episode, too. It's probably playing in the background right now, so. <laughs> Girl, go to the souvenir shop. Okay, give me, hold on, give me one second. It seems you survived. Well, before you go, join us in the souvenir shop. So usually we talk about the posters, but it wasn't really that anything too special. So when um, the episode comes out, you can see the posters that they do have available on our IG page. AKA go follow us right now. <laughs> right. So, the, so the one um, souvenir item that I have, it kind of isn't really relevant to today, but um, Universal Studios, you know, they have Halloween Horror Nights. Mm-hmm. They actually made this movie into a haunted house. And see, that's what I'm saying. That's why I should have just been Harry. Because <laughs> that's so cool. I would like, if, because even in the original movie, when they're writing down in the mines, and even in the trailer for this remake, when they had that scene, like, uh, in the trailer, like, they're writing down a mine and you just see it, I would be scared for real experiencing that and you just got this man standing there with this light on his head and a pickaxe oh no (laughs) (laughs) that would be so dope I love that idea yeah so I I really do like how um Universal has their different movies that they do for their um, Halloween Horror Nights and I've actually been looking at the lineup for October and I think I'm gonna go Listen, I'm just saying, can y'all act right and get vaccinated so we can? Because I'm trying to, I miss I said. <laughs> okay, y'all, before we get too sad in here, let's do these park announcements. Um, it's, it's real short. This episode, um, as usual, y'all know our survivor submissions are open. Soon we're going to have 
everything up until the end of our first season. Our first season is gonna end in October, cause y'all know it'll be our year anniversary or whatever, but soon we're gonna have all the themes up to October available in our park themes highlights so you guys can submit, go submit crazy or whatever. I told y'all follow us on our IG already, Johnny. Am I forgetting anything else? Oh, leave us a review, especially if you on Apple Podcasts. Please leave us a review. Say what you gotta say. Please keep it cute. Don't be hating on us because we just trying to keep our 5.0 average. Keep it cute and keep it mute. Exactly. Next week, I am so excited for this movie. We're talking about The Stepfather. And Janae, before we go, do you have any predictions for this remake? I know you haven't seen it, but I want to just start doing predictions for movies. What's your prediction? I haven't even seen the original, so I, I don't... A stepfather is killing somebody? Girl, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Peace out, y'all. <laughs> Bye, y'all. <laughs>